Welcome to Fired Up, an original podcast from Ignite Fan Insights, powered by NASCAR, the National Sports Forum, and the Association of Luxury Suite Directors. This is a podcast for sports business pros like you. We go behind the gates and beyond the numbers that keep sports fans coming back for more. Our host, Chris Wise, is the brains behind Ignite Fan Insights. With a commitment to research and innovation for over 30 years, he knows the right questions to ask, and more importantly, what to do with the answers. Get ready for engaging in-depth conversations with sports industry leaders that will inspire you to take action and connect with your fans. I'm Chris McAdoo, and this is Fired Up. Hello. Hello, hello. Hey, how you doing? Is this Chris? Well, it's one of them. This is Today, we've got Steve LaCroix, Executive Vice President and Chief Marketing Officer of the Minnesota Vikings. So, Steve, thanks again for joining us. And, and um, Chris alluded to or told us some of your career. If you would, just tell us a little bit more about, about yourself and your career and then go right into what makes you tick, what ignites your professional fire. Yeah, thanks, guys. Appreciate you uh, having me a part of this and excited to dive a little bit uh, further. And um, as you described, uh, a lot of responsibility, but just a fantastic team to to do all the heavy lifting. And, and so it's been a, a great run uh, over the over the decades. But no, I, I grew up in Illinois. I was the son of a high school track and cross country coach and, you know, really just um, always was around sports, wanted to be in sports as a career, but didn't necessarily want to go the teaching and coaching route. And so I went to University of Iowa undergrad, uh, started in engineering, still not sure why, it didn't work out so well, and and uh, ended up in uh, in marketing uh, with a marketing degree in the, in the business school, and then uh, stumbled on this master's of sport management, uh, only a handful of universities in the country at the time, we're talking, uh, you know, in the late, late 80s, I had this type of career, this type of degree, and so went to Western Illinois University and just fell in love with the, the business of professional sports, and Landed an internship with the Indiana Pacers, selling tickets uh, over over the summer to to get the final credits of my degree, and and stuck there uh, full time and grew to that organization over ten years. We built a new arena, uh, Conseco Fieldhouse at the time, now now Bankers Life uh, Fieldhouse, soon to be I think another name upcoming. Um, and then I was recruited to the Minnesota Vikings in 2001 by the previous ownership group under the premise that they were going to build a new stadium here in Minnesota in a couple years uh, in the early 2000s and lo and behold it took uh really 15 years later till we opened up uh, the u.s bank stadium and and uh, made it through the transition of, of the new ownership team and, and the will family and their partners in in 2005 and and uh was able to experience uh you know building a new uh nfl stadium hosting a super bowl and and opening uh being part of the uh the management team that that opened a new practice facility on that 200 acre development that you mentioned that we named Viking Lake. So it's been quite the journey and the journey's certainly not over. And um, it's been a lot of fun along the way and, and a lot of people to, to help uh, with that success. As far as what makes me tick, uh, you, you know, it's, it's, I just really believe in, you know, you hire really good people uh, who are really loyal, you know, passionate about what they do. Uh, we love competitors in our business. And what I mean by that is just the competing for, whether that's that next sale or competing for that next best idea in the respective departments. Uh, we want our, our folks to be uh, collaborative. Uh, 
with a teamwork uh, mentality and and really just build a, a great culture that that executes strategically. So it's it's um, maybe not rocket science, but it's just one of those where as long as you start with the baseline of of having really good people around you, uh, it can be uh, a really fun, uh, uh, inspiring process with a ton of success, success that comes along with it. Tell me a little bit. Uh, tell us a little bit about the the market itself and the way the fans. I mean, you're a storied franchise. Um, how do the fans um, embrace the team and all that you bring with that? Yeah, we were founded in 1961. Uh, it's uh, you know we are the really the the most followed sports brand in the Upper Midwest. You know, not just the state of Minnesota, but really North Dakota, South Dakota, maybe about two feet into Wisconsin to the east, and then really Des Moines North uh, is really what we call, you know, Vikings country. And so we've got a, a fan base over multiple states. They're super passionate. Uh, we haven't gotten over the hump of raising that Lombardi trophy yet. And, and when we do, it's going to be so special for, for our fans. But they're really loyal. Uh, they they care. Uh, they uh, are opinionated, which which is great. And they, they follow all that we do. And so really just a matter of continuing to keep them engaged and, and hitting the right buttons with them. Good deal. The, um, I want to talk a little bit about the National Sports Forum. You know, the celebrating 25 years, and and would be love to know what um, what's the one thing that that em, that embodies the impact of NSF to the front office staff. There aren't, a, you know, when people think of sports, they don't usually think of front office staff and what it does, uh, what it means to the game and and to just organizations. Um, and so I'm really interested in what the impact may have from the very green, the, the people that are just entering the the business to those that are well-seasoned. Yeah, I really think it's the uniqueness of the format. I mean, Ron Seaver and his team have, have done a really good job of it, it's multiple uh, sports leagues uh, at multiple levels within those, those organizations. So if you're new to the business, you can network with the, your peers, network with those that have been around a long time like me and, and others. Uh, he always gets the the local venues of the city, the host city, uh, engaged. Uh, there's some great sessions that you have, you know, best practices to take away. And but there's a nice balance of it's not just panels speaking to groups. It's uh, interactive sessions. It's uh, it's a, uh, some good social and, and networking time. And I just feel like it's the, the 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 secret sauce to the National Sports Forum is really how they pull those multiple days of, of agenda together, where it's not just the same thing year after year or, or day day to day during uh, each respective year. So I think that's really the sort of the uniqueness. I think that what makes it so special and certainly near and dear to my heart. Have you, how many years have you attended or been part of it? Well, I started in uh, 2001 in Cleveland was my first, uh, and then uh, you know decided to go back to uh, next year was in Houston, and then from there I was I was hooked and served on the steering committee for, for a decade or so. I, I missed a few along the way as we were building U.S. Bank Stadium that tends to take over your life and, and on certain times. Uh, and so I think I missed a few along the way, but uh, was at least there in spirit. And, and the Vikings organization has always been a strong supporter. We have multiple uh, folks from, from our sales and marketing team that, that attend across uh, multiple disciplines. And so it's, it's really something that hasn't been just a uh, something personal, but it's been really uh, important to, to our organization as well. You have someone else on your staff that's on the steering committee now, right? Yeah, yeah. So Dan Holscott, our VP of Marketing and Fan Engagement, and and I had been on the steering committee for quite some time, and I pulled him aside, said, "Dan, and uh, I'm calling the bullpen, buddy. You're you're taking my spot." So uh, and Ron was open to that, and Dan has been. 
been a great contributor to uh, carry the torch on behalf of the Vikings represented on the steering committee. I'm going to switch gears a little bit and go. Um, you had, you had told us that you had uh, attended the, the Super Bowl in Miami. Big event, 100 seasons for the NFL, and this kind of capped off that season. Uh, talk a little bit about that event from a fan perspective, not only there, but you know the millions watching it at, at home and in bars and uh, venues all around the country. Talk a little bit about that again, from the fan perspective, what it meant, how, uh, and the and the part of the the challenge, but the 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 uniqueness of that 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 brought people to the sport or got them excited about the sport. Yeah, it was my 19th uh, consecutive uh, season uh, Super Bowl attending, and so my wife Sue and I've been to the last 19, starting with that 01 season in New Orleans, I believe. Uh, and so it's just, it's interesting that it's gotten bigger and bigger every year. The weekend becomes more and more intense as far as the activities. Obviously the game is the game and that has grown as far as viewership and the halftime entertainment. And and there's a lot of viewers that may tune in just for the, the halftime entertainment versus the, the game of, of, of football if you're in other parts of the world. But it's just one of those things where it's it's really, I, I believe, the, the top sporting event uh, uh, in the in the country, if not the world. And it's just so neat to see how each city is different and how they approach it, what the vibe is. Uh, obviously, Miami has had 11 Super Bowls now. It's a, the weather on game day was, you couldn't script it any, any better. When we hosted two years ago, it was a, a little chillier and uh, we were an indoor venue, and but it was a, one of those types of things where our market really rallied and we had 10,000 plus volunteers that want to be part of it. And, and it would, they knew it was a once a generation type of thing to to host a, a Super Bowl in the Twin Cities. So it's just really neat to see how each uh, year is a little bit different. And like I said earlier, it just gets bigger and bigger as far as the intensity of the weekend and what that game uh, means to not just the, the, the league, but also the partners that affiliated with it and all the ancillary parts of our sports industry business uh, tend to be involved in some form or fashion over the course of those multiple days. Wish I could have been there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, actually, I'm looking over to our producer, old uh, Brad Carpenter, and uh, you were there. I was there. I was at the Twin Cities. I, 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 um, I didn't get to go to the game. I was doing an activation for Pizza Hut, so I was working. I was playing a lot of Madden, but I didn't. I didn't actually get to go to the game. <laughs> but I think that speaks. The interesting thing about that is it speaks to how, like Steve's talking about, how not just the game but the experience itself yeah. has gotten bigger and bigger. So it's not just the Saturday; it's the week leading up to it, right? Yeah, it's really. It's obviously it's a huge ordeal, a massive ordeal for the two teams that are playing, and they're respective fan bases. Uh, it, it should be, and it usually is, a, a huge uh, deal for the local market and, and those that live there to have Super Bowl experience come to their market, to their market in their city. Uh, and just really, and then there's all the ancillary fans of whether or not you work for a corporation that, that's entertaining that weekend or you're a league sponsor or some type of corporate affiliation. And so it's a really, a, it's a mix of, of fans of the two teams of of league affiliates and a bunch of other sports fans so it's really kind of the melting pot of of uh the u.s top sport being football let's flip over to to u.s bank stadium you've got now four seasons right under the under your belt at the new stadium seems like just yesterday um but with with yeah i know right (laughs) with with fan expectations pardon me and and technology changing so so rapidly uh, along with emerging fans needing more to engage 
How do you assess what shifts need to happen in your facility and in your operations to, to maintain relevance? Well, fortunately, we had the foresight to create the right connectivity uh, as far as just the capacity to lead into the future. We wanted to be ahead of the curve there and not be one of those buildings that five years in or three years in or whatever, you're looking and saying, man, we got to rewire and add more bandwidth to, to do what we need to do. So we're, we're good there. It really, what we're focused on from the Minnesota Vikings perspective is the the fan experience is first and foremost to everything that we do, whether that's uh, our game production, yeah, our how we welcome people, how we uh, assist them during the game. Uh, it's all about the fan experience, and, and we rank very consistently uh, at the top or near the top of a fan and game experience on the uh, NFL surveying. So we we take a lot of pride in that, and we want to continue to be passionate that when you come to a Vikings game as a Vikings fan. We want the investment to be worth it and for you to walk away and say, you know what, that was, hopefully we won. And if we didn't, at least you're saying that was a great time. I want to do that again. And that's very unique versus sitting on my couch or in a sports bar and, and watching. And we appreciate the fans that do that as well, but we need to fill the stadium and make sure that a sold out stadium always looks better on TV, obviously. And, and we really look at it as a home field advantage of how can we keep our fans engaged and a, asset to our, our team on the field. What, what do you do to nurture first-time fans? Do you, do you identify them? And then what do you do to nurture them so they continue to come back to the live experience? Yeah, we have some uh, you know fan packs as far as first Vikings game, uh, some surprise and delight. Uh, obviously, we've gotten a lot smarter on knowing who our actual fans are in the building through our, our mobile ticketing. You know, We lead the league as far as the percentage of, of fans and attendees that use their digital ticket on their phone to enter at close to 98%, uh, which is great. So we're getting smarter and smarter each season of knowing exactly who is in the building. And when we can realize that it's a first-time attendee, we're going to do everything we can to make sure that we have some type of touch point with them. Uh, Obviously, you can't hit everybody, but we try to maximize the best that we can to make sure that that they walk away with, man, they, they knew that that was my first game or it was my birthday or my anniversary and other things through our database and analytics group that we can continue to, to broaden uh, the, the education of knowing who our fans are. Sure. Do you play well with the other um, major league sports teams in town? And do you, do you do collaborative things to, uh, to get people to, to come to, to events, whether it's soccer or baseball or um, basketball, whatever it might be? Yeah, we were absolutely, uh, you know, good friends, and we play play very well with them. Uh, whether it's uh, doesn't matter what sport it is, we we feel like we're in theory competing for the same dollars, but let's do it the right way. Let's collaborate. Now, it's a little bit more difficult to, based on the various league rules and what you can do uh, league to league as far as packaging tickets across multiple teams and in, in multiple uh, venues. But it, it's definitely what's uh, all play in the sandbox nicely together and and we love it when the other teams win because that just raises the the mojo in the market and if every team is winning that's just uh that's not a bad thing it's it just you don't want to be in a place where every team is losing necessarily that, that can be uh, a little bit tougher on on uh, those that uh that follow and, and live here and so it's just one of those that we definitely try to work together we see each other a ton uh whether that's uh, just doing business or, or socially and personally and, and uh, respect what they do on a day-in, day-out basis and, and try to 
help and assist uh, when, when called upon. Talk, I'm going to jump to, to how important is the implementation for you of alternative revenue streams? And, and I'm thinking esports and gaming and what that, that will hold for us. And, or is there, are there other things that, that you look at from an alternative revenue stream? Well, I think any any new or alternative revenue stream is a, is a good thing. I think finally, as a professional team, uh, we have as well as many others to figure out how to monetize our our digital uh, our digital media streams and, and esports is a, is a big deal. That our ownership group just uh, launched a Call of Duty franchise, uh, hosted the inaugural event for that that league in our marketplace a few weeks back, and that's separate from the Minnesota Vikings and our and our Vikings revenue streams, but it's certainly where the world is going, uh, gaming, our, our NFL uh, league office is still trying to figure out all the different ways that teams can engage and potentially monetize. Uh, sports betting is not legal in the state of Minnesota at this point, so we're not necessarily a, a trendsetter, but we're watching what other teams and states are doing. Then you mentioned uh, towards the open as far as Viking Lakes, again, separate from the Vikings revenue bucket, but our 200-acre Viking Lakes, which is really 160 of the 200 acres versus 40 of the acres are our Vikings headquarters, uh, Twin Cities Orthopedics Performance Center, and the adjacent uh, TCO Stadium uh, is really is where we have some focus, uh, a lot of focus on eventually uh, 1,000 apartment units. We have an Omni Viking Lakes Hotel that will open in October of this of this year. Uh, very unique uh, Omni to the to the Twin Cities market is new. Uh, and so we have all kinds of cool ideas uh, of what we want to do with those other uh, acres, whether it's some uh, other corporate headquarters, and, and there's a lot of things we can do that are live, play, uh, work type of mentality to you know how we activate the the space that we have here in Egan. Well, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in here because I, I feel like we have heard a lot about um, we've heard a lot about the things that you guys are doing to bring in folks. And like you said, you know, Steve, surprise and delight them. Right. Um, and I think that sounds like it's trying to be carried over through the development, you know, of the, of the new complex of everything. And I want to know, you know, from your perspective, as of doing this, probably, you know, for the the course of two decades, um, and seeing the impact, the changing generations are coming in, um, you know, grandpa, son, and grandson isn't necessarily, um, you know, guaranteed to come to the game anymore. Um, and so I just, I think it's an interesting thing to one, um, to bring in those esports to embrace the new things from a revenue standpoint, as well as a fan engagement standpoint and like all that. But I have a really, maybe a simple question is what's one of your favorite memories over the past I mean, two decades from a fan engagement or an athlete and a fan interacting. What's some of the what's some of the things that gets you excited um, that have gotten you excited and just proud to be where you are? Yeah, but that's a that's a tough one to just say one or two things. I mean, what really resonates is the, for example, the Minneapolis Miracle in, in the playoffs a, a couple years ago, and to be in that stadium to have that play happen to walk-off touchdown when no one in the world thought that we could we could do that at that time and what that meant not just for our fan base but to be there in person and to experience that is you cannot replicate that and so that those are the kind of moments they don't come along very often uh, but those are the kind of moments that you really appreciate what you do and what that means to the fan base and again I didn't throw the ball catch it and, and run the end zone but we 
you know, that fan base was, was there prime for, for, for the day, uh, for the evening and, you know, everything that happens outside those white lines, we can impact. And, and so that's our focus is how do we win off the field, you know, game in and game out. And uh, it's just come so far in the two decades that I've been here coming from the Metrodome to U.S. Bank Stadium and what that experience is to, to be in that stadium. The Metrodome was, was, it served its purpose. It was loud. Once you got to your seat, you're fine. But otherwise, there were really no other amenities, whereas here we're trying to use our fans, activate uh, their crowd prompts via video when we need it and our skull chant ritual and our gallahorn ritual and things that we just could not do in the previous venue uh, really make it unique. So we're really proud of those type of traditions that we think are going to be here for a, for a long, long time with this organization into future generations. Well, with that in mind, um, in thinking about the the incredible experience of being there for something like the Minneapolis Miracle, the big catch, you know, or, or any of those kind of things, the things that are hard to describe but easy to feel, you know? Um, and, and with that in mind, what do you think right now is the greatest threat to that, the greatest threat to getting people in those seats to live sports attendance? Well, I think if you lose the integrity of of the fan experience and, and making it unique and special to be there, I think that is a slippery slope. I think if your venue does not have connectivity, uh, we have a soon-to-be 24 and a soon-to-be 22-year-old, and if they cannot connect uh, through their the social media, I think that's a problem. And that's, I'm assuming why some college football venues are struggling to get college students to attend games in certain cases of just, they're not willing to give up that connectivity for that amount of time. If it's an older, larger uh, football stadium on a, on a college campus. Uh, and so I just, we need to be careful on, on pricing people out. Obviously it can be very expensive to go to a live sporting event when you have to get trans- transportation there, whether it's Uber or you have to pay to park and food and beverage and the ticket itself and so on and so forth. And, the, and really the TV home viewing experience is so good uh, in the NFL and, and other sports as well. It's, it's a fine balance of, again, that you want to be sold out and have, in our case, 66,000 people in the building and hopefully having them as engaged as you can and then a bunch of people watching at home. That's a great combination I think when it, you start to fall out of line is when your game is not very good on TV to watch or you're looking watching on TV and nobody's there live. You're kind of wondering, why am I watching this at home on TV? So they really go hand in hand. And if you can find that right uh, balance, I think that really uh, pays off uh, in the end. It's amazing. You talked a, a second ago about you, you said you didn't catch it. You didn't you didn't throw it. But in, in the work we've done, we've we've seen where the fans that we've talked to Oh, the emotional impact that they do feel it. They have thrown it. And if, <laughs> and if they drop it, they feel just as if they were the ones that dropped it. It's, it's, a, it's amazing that the impact that you have, that emotional impact that, that actually creates the fans um, to come time and again and have that engagement. And it's, it's not just a, it's not a cursory relationship. You have an intimate relationship with thousands of people. And to hear what you're doing is, is inspiring. So... Yeah, I would say apathy. I see all the time that apathy is is the, the killer of sports teams. If your fans fall in that that world of of not really caring, that that's a that's troubling. And so you want them to be excited for you, happy for you, even mad at you if 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 you lost the game or you didn't sign the free agent that they wanted. But you just want them engaged 
and emotionally a part of what you're doing. And so I just think that uh, if we can continue to do that, we'll continue to have a very strong fan base and eventually get over the hump to, to win that world championship. Steve, you, you've been awesome. I'm, I'm out of questions. Is there anything else that you'd really like to, to share with, with your peers and other folks that are, that are involved in the business or about to come into the business that, that have that, that glimmer in, you, in their eye like you had early on of what do they need to do? How do they, how do they move forward and, and how they're going to succeed with the, the world that's evolving around them? Yeah, I would just say that when I when those that are trying to break into the sports business, whether you're trying to figure out what to do with your life uh, as you choose a career, uh, or whether you have that degree in, in something that's potentially related to sports, it, it just uh, there's a lot more opportunity because there's a lot more teams now that are a lot larger than they were when I started. But that said, there's a lot more uh, degrees in in various areas that can be involved in sports. And so we've become a very specialized business. And so marketing, it can be 19 different departments in our case. And so it's just one of those where you can be a special, you can be a graphic designer that didn't have any idea they're going to work in sports and work for our, our, in our case, our True North in-house ad agency and and design team. And so there's a, a lot of different ways, whether it's a team photographer to a analytics expert. Uh, I could go on and on and, and just we become very specialized, but all those specialties need to work together and be collaborative to make the make the uh, business side of the organization really work out effectively. And and you've you've led the way um, within your organization as far as bringing all those new disciplines to the table. Yeah, it's been, it, it's it's surreal to look back to, to what I came into in 01 to where we are now. And, and we have more than doubled in in size as far as our organization since the mid 2000s a good chunk of that being in various sales and marketing areas and we now have a legitimate analytics team a legitimate in-house agency our vikings entertainment network is really a a broadcasting company uh, here at at tcopc and so they create all our content and and it's just been really fun to see all these talented folks come together and really do what we do. And, and then you look back in the rearview mirror to when I started in the business and it's just, it's, it's, it's shocking on how far our industry has come and, and ideally uh, how much better we've gotten in, in interacting with our fans and knowing who they are and, and giving what they want, whether that's specialized content to uh, opportunities for, for just interacting with our players to us impacting the community. And, and there's just so many different ways that, that we uh, run as a business now than, than we did in previous generations and decades. Well, Steve, thank you so much uh, for joining us today on Fired Up. I do believe we have we have accomplished our mission <laughs> of getting behind the gates and beyond the numbers with Steve LaCroix of the Minnesota Vikings. And one of the big takeaways that I have here, you know, Steve, you talk about bringing in great people. Right. If you're the average of the five people around you all day, make sure those five people are, like you said, are they dedicated? Are they creative? Are they willing to collaborate? And above all, when it comes to sports, are they willing to go that extra mile for that first time visitor or that longtime season ticket holder? Steve LaCroix, we love you. Uh, and just like Lizzo, yeah, no, everybody loves the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Skull Vikes. 
Thanks for listening. And if you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe. And if you really like what you heard, please leave us a five-star review and tell all your friends. Also, thanks to the good people that power Fired Up and Ignite Fan Insights at NASCAR, the National Sports Forum, and the Association of Luxury Suite Directors. To learn more about Ignite Fan Insights and what that exclusive content can mean for you, visit IgniteFanInsights.com and subscribe today. It's a wealth of information all about the fan at no cost to you. Your fan club subscription includes our e-publication, podcasts like this one, exclusive blogs, quarterly e-newsletters, and timely webinars that keep you not only up to speed on what your fans are doing, but ahead of the curve and ready to take on anything that comes at you. Fired Up is hosted by Chris Wise and myself, Chris McAdoo. Thanks again for listening. Tune in next time. And as always... Y'all stay fired up. Hey.